2021 so far. Hello there. Welcome to the Goat Parade. Uh, so Al has left me alone for this episode. Um, he's gallivanting around Nashville or whatnot or officiating weddings in Santa Barbara. Nobody really knows what Al does. Um, I don't. I only see him at the podcast, and now he's uh, playing bass in my band, so I have to see him more often. So this is actually nice. I'm not really minding an Alice episode. We can actually talk about music here on the Goat Parade, which is what I intended it for before I realized, you know, that Al doesn't really listen to music. Surprise, you web-footed Pacific Northwesterner, sultry voice, handsome post-punk king of Los Angeles. It is I, the sore on the roof of your mouth that would disappear if you only stopped tongue-fucking it. Just repaying the doc a little bit of his own medicine after the smear campaign of the last episode of which I contributed alone, which was nice. Because as you noted, we have been spending too much time together, especially since you have roped me into another one of your highly masturbatory artistic experiments uh, with Giant Waste of Man, which I've been enjoying very much. Not so because of you, more because of Ben and Heather Haywood and Brandon Hardy and everyone else in the group. Yet, I digress. As I am spending too much time on this episode, therefore with you, even though you sent this to me a week ago and I haven't touched it until now, because I have been eating mushrooms in a jacuzzi on a balcony overlooking the Smoky Mountains, and I did ruin a friend's wedding with an 18-minute ceremony, complete with two alliterations and at least 17 uses of the word reciprocity. Okay, without further ado, let's hear Cam talk about Fifth Wave Emo more than anyone fucking cares. So, here it comes. Where does that leave us today? Hmm, I wonder. Well, it's June of 2020. 21. We know the year came. A remarkably better year so far than last year, I'd say. How? Um, and I'm here with y'all. Uh, got myself a nice dry cider. Gross. And we're going to talk about the top five tracks of the year so far. In your opinion. Pretty exciting year for music so far. Uh, really enjoyed a lot of different genre um, returns and, and and some expanding of some genres uh which we'll get into a bit it begins uh obviously if you've heard the pod wait for uh, it i've been talking about fifth wave emo oh, yep. with al which he shies from rightfully so um he doesn't want to talk about it at all because he knows nothing about it and <gasps> he probably would hate it anyway you're right there's a couple bands in this top five list that uh you could put into that fifth wave emo category but there's also, you know, some good electronic music, um, some more forward-thinking singer-songwriter stuff. Um, before we jump into it, you know, other notable releases that I've enjoyed so far this year that I just want to touch on. Um, I mean, Lana Del Rey, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. One of my favorite releases of hers so far. Um, I'm not the biggest Lana Del Rey fan. I, I, I understand her persona and and her musical texture and and how it does gravitate towards a large fan base. That makes sense to me. But And for the record, this is how you tell someone you're a huge fan of something without actually telling them that you're a huge fan of something because you're too ashamed to do so. This one actually, artistically, I found uh, to be yeah, forward-thinking and, and uh, just kind of a new area altogether, which I always find to be a funny thing when an artist releases something that, that I personally gravitate towards right after their big, huge... I guess it would be comparable to... I was going to love this. Okay. Amnesiac. Ah, you, know, you um, my attention. Uh, Norman fucking Rockwell was Lana's big artistic and 
crowd loved album like it, it it pushed her 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 music writing into a new realm uh while still expanding on her fame um much in the way you know okay computer kid a did for radiohead and and then this is the kind of weirder a little bit darker um almost a little bit more satirical follow-up and, and closely right after amnesiac uh, wasn't satire, the 2019 album norman um so yeah, I've, I've found that album to be surprisingly interesting um, as far as other legacy acts this year that have surprised with some amazing music. Mogwai. Now we're talking. Uh, Mogwai's new album, As the Love Continues, is is my personal favorite of theirs since 2006, Mr. Beast. Um, so so it's exciting to to get into a Mogwai, to just, you know, like submerge yourself into a Mogwai album. Uh, we get it, Cam. Uh, You're an albumist. Beautiful things going on there. Uh EPs, the new Mannequin Pussy EP, Control, uh, is fantastic. Um, Rostam uh, of Vampire Weekend, and um, you know he, he's just a, kind of an all-time producer, engineer at this point, session player, just kind of a jack-of-all-trades, if you will. Uh, his new album, Change Phobia, uh, is surprisingly soothing and, and, and interesting. That's kind of mean. Um, not saying his stuff usually isn't. Oh, it, go ahead just, and backtrack. I, I was, go ahead and I was backtrack. kind of taken aback by how it's not getting much critical buzz because it is so interesting and at the same time so relaxing. Some really interesting saxophone playing on this, as well as a lot of albums this year. Um, I've noticed saxophone has become incredibly trendy. Which you're probably a little upset about because go ahead and humble brag and tell the people that you've been ripping a lot of amazing sax recently and you're also worried about being viewed as a bandwagoner, but go ahead and continue. Uh, over the last six to eight months in, in major releases, almost everything I love this year seems to have a saxophone somewhere, or at least besides the fifth wave emo oh, stuff. Oh, man, dude, I'm worried about <laughs> that, you. That I haven't heard really incorporate saxophone Thank yet. Thank God. But I'm sure it will. That would just um, be Scott. Yasmin Williams, uh, she is a guitarist. Finally, someone I've listened to. an unbelievable talent. Yeah, um, really love her stuff. Which, like I've said on the pod, I, I feel like um, some early 2021 uh, calming pandemic guitar music was was coming out uh, from the likes of her in Adeline Hotel. And, and I really enjoyed just... How much that helped me in the mornings, uh, sometimes at uh, some points earlier this year. Um, obviously, the Bachelor album, Doom and Sun, uh, has some great cuts. Uh, Bachelor is JSOM with Palehound. Um, Camp Trash. Don't say fifth wave uh, They kind of skew power pop, maybe a little bit fifth wave emo. Uh, they had an EP called Downtiming, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and of course, Japanese Breakfast, her album Jubilee. Uh, is just incredible. I mean, true stoner pop. Weed a sick. Another one of the, uh, on the more pop punk side of the fifth wave emo scene, uh, Origami Angels, Gami Gang, uh, the double LP is chock full of, of just emo pop punk two-piece action hits. Uh, to me, they sound like if the Japan droids were pop punk and or were more emo pop punk slanted and just chock full of energy a lot of chock talk going um, on here it's exciting stuff so yeah pretty good year i mean that's just scratching the surface of everything that's going on there's still a lot to come out like your music still this year that i'm looking forward to like from your band but let's just go ahead and get into these uh the, the top five selection that i got going on um because i'm ready to get into it uh number five on best songs of 2021 so far comes from a group that i thought personally was done i was like okay this was this is a one and done uh i guess you'd call them a super group 
uh, it's a duo, but in the electronic world, I guess a duo made up of two solo musicians is a super group. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Dark Side. Uh, their 2014 LP, Psychic, uh, was fantastic. And um, an old friend of mine used to do three word album reviews. And when he heard the Dark Side uh, first album, Psychic, he, uh, his, his, his album review was simply Keyboard Fell Over which I still think about every time I listen to Dark Side because there is something to that as far as their electronics sound like they're malfunctioning, like things are falling apart. And the, the two of them, Nicholas Jar and Dave Harrington, are just doing everything they can to keep things together and from exploding. And this song, uh, number five on my, my best songs of 2021 so far, is called The Limit. It's the second song they've released this year, um, the second single for their upcoming sophomore album called Spiral, which is out uh, July 23rd. And The Limit is, is, is a sunnier side of Dark Side than we've ever seen. Um, it's, it's a little bit more um, pop-oriented, a little bit more beat-driven. Um, the vocals in particular are, much, are in a much higher register and, and much um, hipper. You know, it's, it's just, it, it comes off very um, fresh uh, from the first time you hear it. You know, there's percussion and drums just kind of falling in all directions, but somehow it all falls into this very strong groove. It just feels good. It's danceable. It's hypnotic. It's everything you that I initially loved about Dark Side, but to me, um, even better. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play you a clip of it right here.
yeah, so, I mean, that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, the, the Limit, again, second single off of uh, Spirals, the sophomore album by Darkside, which, again, comes out July 23rd. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to maybe seeing them live again. Uh, they put on a great hypnotic show. Again, that one's for the stoners. Is that my cue to jump back in? All right, moving right along. See, this is great. It is. We don't have Al interrupting us. This yes, is going to be do. like a nice 30-minute thing. No, it's not. So number four on this list uh, comes from Wild Pink. Really tired of you talking about uh, this record. Who is a band who... Um, you talk about a lot? The, the, officially NYC, I believe they're maybe originally from Florida. Um kind of ambiguous but really the project comes down to being just uh, the main musician john ross and this album they released this year called a billion little lights uh, was the first that he had a series of studio musicians come in and play the actual parts he wrote most everything with the producer david greenbaum but he had people, you know, studio players come in and it's that whole idea is like, I can write these songs, but like, I want this to sound fucking perfect. And I, I, there's something to that. I get that. And, uh, I heard he initially made a double LP and then trim the fat down to just a 10 song LP, which is kind of always a good idea when you want to make a really effective album and a billion little lights is really effective. It flows wonderfully. Um, there's a definitive side A, a definitive side B. Uh, the sonic tonality of the whole record... Can't spell tonality without uh, L. ...is absolutely gorgeous. Um, stunning, really. It has the uh, Americana, New Age feel of the war on drugs mixed with the 80s John Hughes sense of M83's Saturday Equals Youth. Okay, no, I'm into that. Um, and it does it in a very calming approach while still feeling very vital indie rock. Can't spell vital um, without Al. I've seen in reviews this album get compared to Death Cab for Cutie a lot, and I feel like that is just lazy writing to me. I don't see any semblance, even when the Pitchfork review for this album came out. You came in the shower? I, I saw a wild pink tweet the day after, I guess, because they said, you know, they said basically War on Drugs meets Death Cab for Cutie. And John Ross of Wild Pink tweeted, I guess I got to listen to this Death Cab band because he was getting the Death Cab comparison so much. But to me, this is a lot more, um, it just comes from an altogether different angle. And it doesn't sound Pacific Northwest whatsoever to me. It definitely sounds Heartland, but Appalachian Heartland, not Cascades Heartland. You've lost us. And, and this song in particular, track three, The Shining But Tropical. Uh, let's go ahead and hit a, hit a taste of it.
where from way up high the coast is a crisp line and all the microscopic life like a billion little lights. Okay, we liked it. What do you want from us? Love it, love it. We got a song in here in our top five that says the album title. And you know what? That's not going to be the first. It's going to come back around. Love that about this list. Uh, Also, the video of this track uh, features Annie Murphy, who you might know from Schitt's Creek and the new show Kevin Can Fuck Himself. I believe that's the title or something like that. And as far as the band themselves, uh, John Ross uh, speaks a little bit on the song, which again, the track title is The Shining But Tropical, which took me months of listening to it before I actually thought of that about that track title, which is quite interesting. He says it was inspired by Carl Sagan's Cosmos as well as If I Needed You by Towns Van Sant. Hail Sagan. And the song is named after after a grim retirement home in Florida. You mean Tampa? It's about someone who was born sheltered, realizing how large the world is and how unimportant they are. And also, uh, he mentions Julia Steiner from uh, Rat Boys does the uh, female vocals on on it. It's just just a beautiful song. The drum. I've spent so many so much time this year air drumming that drum part and trying to do it right. Uh, it's more complex than it actually sounds on first listen. It sounds easy, but it's it's not. It's driving me a little bit nuts. So there's a steering wheel um, in your pants. So yeah, check out the Wild Pink's A Billion Little Lights. That song, number four, The Shining But Tropical. Let's move right along Please. to number three on our best songs of 2021 so far. Now, number three, we have a band called Downhall from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, which I feel is underrepresented as far as musically. Maybe I just don't know anything from Richmond. Uh, But their album is called Proof, and this song is track two off Proof called Dried. And and before I play it, um, I'm going to play the next three in their entirety. Good. Um, Less talky, more listening. Let me just kind of get you ready for this band. Um, I'll bring in... uh, a little bit about what Al said when I played him this too. Uh-oh. Um, Don't quote me on this. I can't remember who initially tweeted it, but I saw a tweet that said, why is Down Hall's new album sound like it's trying to murder me? And I thought that was a great way to put it. Uh, and researching this band a little bit, it makes a little bit more sense. Their sound feels hardcore, um, but they don't play hardcore music. Uh, and, and I think that feeling comes a lot from like their very muddied bass fuzz and, and the fact that uh, the singer Gordon plays a baritone guitar. Um, so they, their, their lineup is basically guitar, baritone guitar, bass guitar, and very heavy drums. So yeah, there is a very down tempo and, and sludge to them, even though what they're making is, I've seen it described as dirt emo, um, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's definitely rock music. Um, it's not fast. Nor is this description. Uh, and it is sort of... Spacey, like this description, uh, in a really good way. And Al, when he heard the vocalist Gordon Phillips, who who is kind of, uh, I could see being a bit polarizing. I personally think his vocal stylings are incredible. Me too. I was immediately in love I as well. when I first heard this band. Um, he descri- Al described it as if the singer of the the, the male singer of B fifty twos took himself seriously. I stand by that comment. Which uh, what's so funny? It's classic Al. What the fuck does Don't that think mean? Don't think about that too much. No, seriously, and just think put about yourself it. in a position where you're ready to hear this song. They're in the position. It is again from the band Downhall, and the song is called Dried.
Rock Lobster. I hope you guys are feeling good right now because I am. I'm feeling really good after that one. Dried by Downhall. Number three on my top tw- on my top five songs of 2021 so far. Now, that, that bridge, I guess you can call it a bridge, um, like many songs on this album, uh, Downhall's sophomore album proof, have insanely good bridges, or codas, kind of. Mostly just a two-third point turnaround that really, really expands the width of the song. And this one's no different. And this one, Dried, happens lyrically. And just in case you did not get that, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you again. It's Gordon, get it together. You're supposed to be better, but you're twice as lost as those, yet look down your crooked nose, and now that you're chewing the gum that you stepped in, at least it's got some flavor left decaying in your empty chest. And I fell for it. I bit. I believed. I became just another, a gasoline puddle. Conniptions, redactions, it's funny how it happens, so tell me right now if I'm wasting my time time here bring your jukebox money right okay yeah you're with me now oh man like that really just is one of my favorite lyrical passages i've heard this year and the way it's delivered is with such passion um and and the song just explodes there it feels very very alive and 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 for that it's my third favorite song of the year so far um yeah so check out downhaul the whole album proof uh the first the side a of it is particularly stunning there you go talking about me Um, again everything on that first side just blows me away the second side is a little you got to warm up to it a bit more it's a little bit more alex more uh all over the place uh genre wise but not not bad it's it's a it's a really good album succinctly put um so let's move right along i'd adore it to number two um and we're going to talk about something that is quite buzzy this year and for good reason though you know sometimes when something's buzzy it's because it's absolutely fantastic um, and that's going to come from uh, the new album by Cassandra Jenkins uh, from her album, An Overview on Phenomenal Nature, the song Hard Drive. And just uh, we're going to listen to this whole thing because it's absolutely stunning. I can barely get through it without crying. I, I'm dead serious. Like I don't listen to it much. I've probably listened to this song eight times this year, which is probably about. 20 times less than every other song on this countdown because just because i find it to be um very special and and almost like a, a meditative i think it's because you're afraid um, of your emotions though it, it tells so many stories and and it, you're scared it has some lyric subversions that really will just twist the dagger in your heart and, and you don't like that musically it's just so special and that comes mostly from your fear of emotions. somebody we've talked about here on the goat parade josh kaufman of bonnie light horseman uh and all sorts of other projects he, he played on some on waxahachie's album last year we highlighted him quite a bit in our top 20 songs of 2020 so it's good to see his name still out there on on projects and so much of this song makes you sad just it's just a, a beautiful piece of music weaving in and out each other with this storyboard lyrics that frighten your vulnerability you know let's just listen to the whole song good idea and we can talk about it afterwards and then maybe cry so these are real things that happen where you can apply these these um important concepts and understand that when we lose our connection to nature we lose our spirit our humanity our sense of self 
a security guard stopped me to offer an overview on phenomenal nature. She said, sculpture is not just formed from penetration. You see, men have lost touch with the feminine. And with her pink lipstick and her queen's accent, she went on for a while about our president.
Hard Drive by Cassandra Jenkins. Best song I've heard in years. It's just so lush. There's just so much going on, and it's all fitting together so magically. That's an understatement. It makes me want to... Write better poetry, perhaps? Just move out to Topanga and just do yoga until huh? I'm dead. Okay, I'm calling the cops. No, there's some beautiful lyrics versions in that, the, especially the way she uses Hard Drive on the first chorus versus the second. Now would be a good time to read the lyrics. I'm not going to read the lyrics to you. Oh, fuck you, you. You can let them fall, just tumble over you while listening to the song because that's how it works. It's beautiful. Can't say enough nice things. The whole album, again. Oh, here's some more sax talk. The saxophone. Yeah, we get it. You play. What did I say? Trendy year for saxophone. And two, another song with the album title. Nerd. In the lyrics. Nerd. So there's two of those. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So yeah, let's go ahead and move right along to the number one song in our best songs of 2021 so far. Here's the fifth wave emo climax. All right, so you knew I'd be talking about fifth wave emo. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, here it is, baby. Fifth wave emo. I'd say that this is these these are the, this is like the number one fifth wave emo. How many band times can you say that right now? And that's home is where. Uh, with with their album I Became Birds that came out earlier this year. The song track five is Assisted Harakiri. I hope I'm saying that right. Probably not. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a complicated title. It, uh, in, in the about on Genius, it says, Harakiri is how the ritual of seppuku, which is uh, means stomach cutting in Japanese, Going to the gut is party. mostly known outside of Japan. It's a form of Japanese ritual suicide via disembowelment, Yummy. reserved only for the samurai. Traditionally done by plunging a short blade into one's abdomen and moving the blade from left to right in a slicing motion. Mm. Yeah, and that's just the title. We haven't even gotten into this yet. All right. So Home Is Where's album, I Became Birds, uh, Home Is Where themselves, uh, singer Brandon McDonald, uh, insists that it is an album, even though it's only six songs at 18 minutes. And I agree, because sometimes it's not about uh, length, it's about Girth? What's, what's inside those 18 minutes. And they, there is so much... As as I said, with expanding genre, this fifth wave Please emo band stop saying that. has the likes of more of an Elephant Six scene into their emo sound. They are Florida based, and there's some like Jeff Mangnum solo or even early Neutral Milk Hotel uh, feeling in this this traditional emo. And there's so much of just the genre of emo being explored in I Became Birds and singer Brandon McDonald says a lot of lyrically especially this song it, it, a lot of it is about coming out and living their life as a trans person um and you know i, I thought it was really beautiful the song says uh, i became birds in it again my number one song of the year has this the album title in the song lyrics nerd Woo, that's three nerd of this top five kind of amazing nerd but in spin brandon mcdonald said so as far as I became birds, the meaning says, so birds is what you need to be. For me, it was coming out and living my life as a trans person. For anyone else, it could be literally just becoming happy or just content or comfortable or sober. Birds is whatever goal you have that is completely necessary desire. It's not like, oh yeah, I got this sweet 40 inch TV or some shit. It's something that you're hoping for. And yeah, so that's birds. And I thought that was really beautiful, especially when you see the way that this the delivery the vocal delivery of the song is and as far as the song itself it just slaps so damn hard 
that it proves to everyone listening out there that I have not lost my fucking edge. Uh, which I thought I, I thought I, you know, I, I kind of thought I had lost you my have. edge. And this song reminded me that no, I haven't lost my edge. Are you sure? And that I still absolutely love to rage to the absolute best punk emo there is out there. Fifth wave. And this is as good as it's gonna fucking get this year. And I would be shocked if something uh, took this out of the number one position for me for uh, best song of 2021. So yeah, let's let's get absolutely hyped up and yeah, let's get let's do this. Come on.
Bimo. Where to start? Home is where. Assisted Harakiri. My favorite album, album? of twenty, or my favorite song of 2021 so far. Uh, just the lyrics of that, of, of oh, the treachery of anatomy. Uh, cops are flammable if you try. I mean, anthem of forever. You know, like, I'll, I'll be singing that one out loud constantly. I mean, how do you not get pumped up when you hear cops are flammable if you try? I mean, the most beautiful part of the song to me is with lanterns lit, in empty rooms, I became birds. Oh, it's, it's just, I mean, the lyrics, the guitar solo, the tapping, uh, the harmonica. I mean, what is not to love about that and to get super pumped for? And, and just as people, they seem like a band to root for. Everything about this makes me super stoked for music. So thanks. So thank you for for being with me while without Al no, and all here. alone. It was very weird just to talk. No, nothing, it was great. I had a blast. I got to talk about music I love. So, sure. Um, it was fun for me. And so me too. We'll be back with you next time. With maybe a, I like this. a very normal goat parade. Probably not. Um, but that's it for the goat parade for now. Goat, goat parade, parade out. out.